th- all this is this is, epi- this is episode <laughs> two. <laughs> episode two. We have Jackson Baker. Anyway, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, boys. Officially I... the first guest of the podcast, and um, a healthy ten minutes in, and we've discussed just about everything we normally would, mm. and that's probably the way the podcast is going to go. Dive into a small a few little things just about you're an athlete, likewise <laughs> with me and um. I don't think you Bla- Blake also dabbles in golf. Yeah, Blake's sometimes a golfer. Mm. Huh? I'm an athlete. When I'm not part of yeah. But I guess we can open up with... Um, what can we open up with today? I guess... Coming into the new year, re-qualified. Mm-hmm. Very satisfying feeling. When do you... Have- when do you flick this switch for the coming year? <laughs> for the coming year, what, what switch are you talking about? <laughs> well, nah. you're not exactly um, in peak performance. Yeah, no, no, we're not. We're yeah, not in. I, we're not ready to go. I'm well, ready, to go, ready to I'm go. ready to go for another one of those. Yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> um, percent. Nah, hopefully next month. I think we got one last like, family thing, so wedding, family related kind of, and then an engagement party. M sisters and her partners next month on the mm-hmm. fifth. So I'll probably kind of go. All right, let's 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 click into gear. I've kind of been training on that still anyway. Yeah. Just so you can kind of not feel guilty when yeah, you stay. Like I it. hate, I hate like going like if I did this weekend and woke up today, how I feel I would have been so guilty if I didn't train or mm. at least yeah. surf all week. Like I actually did heaps. So that doesn't make you feel any better no. physically, but mentally yeah. you're like, all right. Okay. But that's I all. In, like, I, I put in some work this week, so. Yeah. And that's like, I guess you get to spend quality time with Em as well. Because yeah. throughout the year, you get Bugger a lot of travel mm. in and then you don't get to see Em. That's the same as you, Blake. Like, I guess yeah, you're born in like this that's off exactly, season. That's what I was going to ask you because it's quite... I know the girls talk, Em yeah. and Bonnie, especially when I was away for six months last year. Um, I remember Bonnie reaching out to Em, asking about yeah. like how she deals with it and... Uh, and all that kind of stuff, but it is pretty brutal for the girls. Hundred mm, percent. We definitely have the easy, the easy part of the oh, yeah. of the relationship on that side for sure. It'd be a bit different if it was your missus traveling as yeah. a, as the athlete. Like, but I mean, we're, we're we're so distracted when we're away. I find that's probably the easiest thing. There's a contest or mm. everything else. It's not like we're going away on a holiday. Like, yeah, it is. It, is, it has its fun parts, but I mean, you're still there for work, so you're you're kind of distracted from it. And then, yeah. especially for the girls, they go to work, they go to work five days a week. they're thinking about it more than... <coughs> oh, sorry, excuse me. <coughs> Bring it on. Just dying of salt. ASMR straight in the yeah. head. Straight in the head. But um, that is, really... that's 100% correct because I feel like the girls are still in the Newcastle setting. At the and it's house. at home. It's... Exactly, where, where we would be, you know? Yeah. So, um, obviously, when you're I guess you're just away, home and your own bed and stuff, like that would be hard, like... Yeah. Even though Am tries to kick me out of bed all the time anyway, so <laughs> for good reason. Oh, I can imagine. I'll probably get kicked out tonight, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I'm going to be snoring like an absolute legend. <laughs> <laughs> I was probably snoring on the lounge before. Who do you bunk with when you go away? Do you have a certain person you don't um, tell? Who do you cuddle up with? Myself, nah. Yeah. Cuddle up with Connor a fair bit. Connor Leary, he's, yeah. he's a pretty cuddly guy. <laughs> is that like, how does that? Do you change every kind of thing, or do you guys like with Rip Curl or like? Oh, uh, who do you kind of go around with? Just for, um this year, mostly with Carissa and Mitchie Ross, my coach. We were kind of all together, and then Connor for the last few. So it's kind of just that same kind of bunch. Sometimes Connor will be with us, or sometimes I'll just be with them too. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's good though. You got to got to have a pack. Like you probably. Yeah, I mean, 
if it was affordable, you'd probably do a lot more solo. Like mm. I find that it would be nice to do some events by yourself, but financially you just can't. Like no, it's too expensive. Splitting a rental car and splitting ACOM and stuff like that. And as much as like when you do stay with everyone, you're in a big enough house that you kind of have your own space. That's all you need yeah. is just your own space at the right times of the day yeah. and stuff like that. So it's Airbnb. Not like, yeah. How good's Airbnb? I it just stayed in good. one up at... Um, was that an Airbnb house up there? Yeah, up at Bluey's there for the wedding. And it was beautiful. Like, nice. I don't know how it all works though. Like, so I guess you register as an Airbnb company. Yeah. And then, like, we were not loud, but I mean, we were having bottles everywhere and whatnot. Yeah. Like, there must be... I know you see a lot in the news about all these things that go wrong. Like, you just hire it out to pretty much someone you don't know. They wreck the joint. And there's nearly no insurance and that, no coverage yeah. and stuff. But pretty sketchy. Yeah, heaps sketchy, absolutely. But it's such a smart idea. And I guess, did that free a lot of things up for you, like with Airbnb overseas? Because that gives you so many more options overseas, especially with you as well. Did you stay in Airbnb? Yeah, or I feel you like kinda... each week is different. Like, some some countries have really good Airbnbs, mm. or should I say cities. And then um, I feel like most of this year for me, sitting in hotels even if they're like even if they were like a five-star hotel and you're like this is unreal it's still you don't have a um, a place to cook if you wanted mm. to go to the grocery store and cook something you like you know it's it's like it's not as convenient and it kind of gets a little bit the only good thing i like about hotels is uh not having to make the bed mm. old love comes in mm, that is straight in bed New right. towels. Airbnb, we got a tip for you. Yeah. You can come in every day and make me bed and give me fresh towels. Right. Take my money. Yeah, 100%. Pay good money for that. Uh, no, nah, the Airbnb, that's oh, you can get some sick houses on there. It's, it's cool, yeah. You can just like choose when and when not to do it. I would love that we were just staying with up the coast. Yeah, they just go away for some weekends and that. Just, yeah, and they were doing it in um, when the Newcastle racing and stuff was on. A lot of those houses along those stretches, like through the main streets, We'll just throw them up, go for like two or three weeks and just make bulk money. Yeah, because he's just got bogans coming in from... Anywhere and everywhere. I Boganville and... Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, VHC. Pay, they would Give save up cash all year for that race. Yeah. Which I, I don't know if you'd be renting many houses to those bricks. Holy no. shit. Yeah, probably not. But a couple Bundy scrums. Mm-hmm. Definitely. That is unreal. So just, when, when does the season actually start? Uh, January. I'll oh, so it's you. just like a kind of a. Uh, oh, when is the season for surfing? Do you kind of just follow summer in certain places, or is that is that how it works? Different countries, or I don't know how they exactly work it because it has changed lately. We used to start in Oz and then yep. finish in. You got Cho, um, sorry, um, pipe. Now we start in pipe and we finish in Tahiti. Mm. So they've kind of changed it, but. I guess there would be the thought process of where's best at certain times. Like yeah. Hawaii's good any time from November to March kind of area. So the January period of Hawaii is better than the December period we've found in the last few years. So that's why they've changed it. We got really yeah. good ways last year. And then they run into another event there. But I mean, it kind of makes, there's definitely not a lot of sense in it because there were some of the events we did this year and the places we had to travel between, like, it just didn't make much sense. We were going... Back and forth. and yeah. We went Indo back home to Oz. Like, for us Aussies, we get to, got to come home. Yeah. And then um, then I flew to El Salvador in Brazil and then back home and then to bloody South Africa. I yeah. was like, 
Yeah, what's the go? Like, why don't we have an event in the States in this time? Or just exactly. don't do the Indo one at the Indo. Like, we went Indo and I was just like, home for two days and flew to the other side of the world. Like, mm. I was just, holy shit. Like, that's what we said to him. We have a bit of a surfer's rep and we're just like, hey, like, we did some unnecessary traveling this year. Like, we could have done El Salvador after the States, like, after Hawaii. Like, it's pretty easy. Like, but I mean, it is, it is the same thing too. You've got to follow the seasons and. They try to do that the best they can. Like we don't really go to places where the waves will be shit. Yeah. But um, there's someone that must look into all that. It must be. A, it must be. A I think it's pretty impressive how accurate they get most stops. Yeah. Like for you to rock up and have a window of nearly two weeks and to get that much surfing done yeah. in that period of time, and then like anywhere around the world, and they've got pretty much. It's pretty much bang on every time. Like it's always contestable, good conditions. Like mm. I think it was pipeline at the start this year did you say yeah and it was like firing it was like cooking. really really good i know it's probably like when you spend so much time and that's your job to get things like that right like obviously i guess you're meant to but it was that nah, was good that was like after that was probably the first year they'd done the january switch so that was really cool that it worked that way for them it looked good for the contest and it gives us that more of an off season too like when i'm in now i get to just enjoy being at home with a family, like usually you'd just be like, it's such a quick changeover. Like last year from qualifying from the Challenger Series ended in December 5th or 7th or something. And then I was gone by January 7th the next month. Like yeah. it was crazy. By then when you're on the tour and you stay on the same tour, then you get the three months off and you're like, this is a dream. And that's what you're experiencing now. Is that correct? Yeah, KFC yeah. and talking shit on potties. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> and being <laughs> the, hung. the fruits of off season. <laughs> the fruits. The fruits of offy. But it is it is very much like that. It's like the reason I asked that was in because in golf it's kind of like you just follow summer. So it's like there's no you know when you think of like soccer or mm-hmm. footy, mm. big NRL fans obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, Love a footy. Yeah, they have an off season, and then obviously half of that off season is pretty much preseason as well. Mm-hmm. So um, it's quite it's quite amazing how even in golf it's kind of just like you just follow summer, and there's tournaments pretty much most weeks of the year yeah. and you have to choose which ones you're going to miss yeah. out or fully eh? Yeah. so it's pretty much golf runs the whole year round so right. if you wanted to play you could just go I'm playing 365 365 right. pretty much it's very much like it, it is it's quite brutal but mentally and even uh, for people that don't play golf or uh, haven't experienced much in or dabbled much in that yeah. side of it You'd probably think physically, oh, like it's not, it's not, there's not much physical kind of uh, aspect to it, but it's kind of when you're traveling every Monday to get to a new tournament. Yep. And then your bags don't come. And then different time zones, and then you can't get into the Airbnb and you get in at 2 a.m., you have practice rounds, you play the tournament, you fly to the next place. It's like it starts to, and then you've got to perform or else yeah. you, you don't get paid at all. So it's kind of like, it's pretty hectic. It's uh, there's definitely a bit of like mental toughness, for sure. Which is probably what you um, you know would have experienced. I love that. So, like I've never been into surfing much, but being able to watch you in Newcastle with the boys come yeah. along and just see. I, I thought for me surfing like that atmosphere was amazing. When you get to run down the beach in, with the board yeah. and you just sit there on the sand. It looked like you guys you guys do some breath work or something. Um, I usually just kind of just take a moment. Usually you've done your warm up before. That. I usually just take a moment. Usually kind of say a couple of words to my old girl, mm. and um, yeah, oh. it just kind of just switches you off from. 
I mean, yeah, you just try and take a moment before, I don't know, like, it, surfing so enjoyable and the heat is so fun and it's, it's stressful and everything, but you're just like almost just taking a moment to realise where you are and know you're going to work and mm-hmm. win, lose or draw, you try to come in with a smile on your face and deal with it later if you lose or if you win, For, eat, the, eat, eat, eat the fruits. Absolutely. Do you feel like it's nearly like um, in that moment, you nearly can't lose because you're already you're in it you know what i mean yeah. you're, in the, you're in the kitchen and you're just cooking up a storm but it's kind of like you either come out like you said on top and it's like that feeling is next level or you come out and it's like even if you had the worst um you know outcome possible it's kind of like you come out you're like man i'm i'm here i'm doing yeah 100 percent. i mean yeah that's probably the biggest thing growing up is through sports and that is learning how to lose I swear everyone's just so focused on winning, 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 and kids and parents are just so drummed into just winning. It's not about winning. You actually want to lose more yeah. to learn how to lose. Like you want to be a, you want to be gracious in defeat as well as when you when when you succeed. Because I mean, people these days, it's just like you lose shit. It's all. But um, I mean, I was the same at that age. I was young, and you you'd always want to win. You hate losing. But now, I mean. If I have something to let let go of, if I'm angry, I won't show it at the beach. I'll show it somewhere else because now you're on the tour. There's cameras around. You're not going to do something stupid. So, um, but yeah, usually um, I mean I'm and and then on the tour, the, the the best thing with being on tour is is like you lost to one of the best 32 in the world. You can't really be that angry unless you really made a bad decision. It cost you the whole heat. But I mean, you're losing to some of the best, and then when you win, you're beating the best. So it's like you're it's or that's the way to look at it. Like. I think there's a there's always a bit of happiness regardless, and you realise where you are. Like, did that take you a little bit to get used to, like understanding that? Because I guess coming all through the challenger series and stuff, you, you were on there for so long, or like doing that grind and versing probably the same surfers year in year out, and then you come up against Kelly Slater or anyone like that, even like your Italos and whatnot. Um, like, did it take you a little bit to like recenter yourself and say, look, this loss is like my first year on, like I'd take a loss like I'd take a loss, but was it harder or easier to like lose against the best? Uh, I actually felt it harder, which I thought it would be easier and not until I really kind of, M was really good at it because I just go, fuck, I lost, like hate losing. like, I, And because at the, at the start of the year, it was so cutthroat that we needed to make the cut. So like winning, you had to, you had to win. Yeah. You had to keep winning. So like that was hard to deal with. Um, but Em would just like Em would always just keep going. You get home or on the phone. She's like, "Mate, it, you're the top 32 in the world." And like, it's not till you kind of drum that in and say it out loud, and then you go, "All right, like, yes, this this is this is where it is." And you realise you're like, "Okay, like, I'm not gonna win it all. I'm not gonna win all the time. But when I do, you're stoked on it, and you, and you're wanting to chase that feeling. But when you lose, it's I don't know. You're in Portugal or you're in Tahiti. You're in somewhere beautiful in the world, and I mean, I've come from so many years on the Challenger Series where money was hard to come by. Now you're on the tour, money's pretty pretty good. So, like, you can just... It's not like, oh, shit, I've got to go to the next contest now. You know you're going to get there. And but when you lose on the Challengers, you go, oh, shit, that thousand bucks in my bank account ain't going to stretch that far. No, that's right. So, I think that's the... I think you're just more about realising how far you've come to get to that point. And, um, yeah, just... Well, it was learning, a pretty important... Yeah, it was a pretty important time, like, 
when you got that call up that you had made it in general i remember seeing those photos and like that moment yeah literally (laughs) if you could relive that moment that'd be like the best like that feeling you feel on top of the world eh? like if you could bottle that up and drink it just that <laughs> feeling for like 10 seconds yeah gives you shivers in your spine thinking about it now it's like everything you've worked for because i mean i was so close to it not going my way like i could have had to deal with the deal with the way of not qualifying like and being so close and then having to do it all over again like i don't even know if i would have been able to turn it around like i'm a pretty determined person but i think that that's a very big knockdown if i wasn't to have if the people that needed to make the heats made the heats and I didn't qualify, I, was, I, I don't know if I'd still be doing it. It would be it would have been a pretty hard thing to overcome. But to be on the other side of it and, yeah, like a feeling, you're holy, like everything you've ever worked for. Did you have one of those moments, Blake? Um, yeah, I feel like there's been a few <laughs> moments like that. We always talk about um, sliding doors moments. Yep. Not just in golf, but in life for sure. Uh, and it's all obviously, re- you know, relates to each other. But I feel like in golf, there's definitely a few times, even just winning my first professional event, bro, on that back nine, I was trying to stay as patient as I could. But it's like, when I actually look back, I'm like, anyone who says that, you know, you don't need any luck to win a golf tournament, <laughs> man. Like, seriously, that, that back nine, I look back. And Sorry, go, is this the Victorian? Yeah, Victorian PGA, yeah. yeah, yeah. Is that, uh, did you come year. from super far behind? Is that that one? Is... No, I was kind of, I was kind of always in. Yeah, up the up the top of the leaderboard, but it was just one of those things. Yeah, obviously stuck it out, and um, yeah, was able to lift the trophy. But looking back, I, I look back at the tournament and actually watched a replay uh, not long ago of it, and it was it was very much like I remember some of the tee shots. There's fairway traps down the middle of pretty much most fairways down there. And there were so many shots that just went, they were bouncing on the edge of these fairway traps. And if they go in the, in those bunkers, it's nearly like par at best, mm-hmm. probably making bogey. And every single time, there was probably about three or four times, they just skipped over it or just left. It was like proper millimeters. And then obviously, I capitalized on that, I think on the 14th or 15th hole and hold an eagle shot. And it was like, then that pushes you ahead. And I remember saying to myself, I'm like, this, that's like a sliding doors moment. And now it's important to stay in the moment and like put the foot, we always say put the foot on the throat. Yeah, I feel like some people, and it's definitely, I'm guilty of it. I don't know where it comes from, but it's nearly like sometimes you get into a position, even when I'm playing a, putting comp or a match against the boys for cash and i get out to like a three shot lead i just like take the foot off i'm like this would be fun if we could get close again to feel that it's so dumb i don't even know why i think like that (laughs) like it's like it's terrible looking back but i'm like i want to win yeah i want to i'm ahead let's let's just let's make it interesting you know you kind of just like keep playing and it's like gliding instead of like foot on the throat and just keep pushing that out make a bigger lead bigger 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 it's so be comfortable exactly. get to the get to the last hole and go huh well, you can't get me here exactly. i'll play the worst hole ever exactly that must be like an athlete's thing like yes. that you two like especially because like you practice probably having your last five minutes and down by a certain score and i'm sure like you said you'd be coming down and you like you need to make i remember that last coming down the 18th i think it was and that it was like a putt like so like however far yeah. and you're just like 
Oh, so I'm just sitting in here. I think I was hung over on bed. <laughs> Aircon fan. I'm just like, oh, just, just sink that, Blake, and you should just walk away with this. But, like, it comes down to hours and hours and hours of putting yourself on that green and just, like, same thing, head still, or whatever it is, that, those motions. And I'm sure, you, like, Jackson, you're yeah. the same. Like, to be that composed in those moments where you win on, you're like, you've got buzzer beater after buzzer beater. Yeah. But that's due to, like, your... You don't purposely put yourself in that position, no, but really. they are exciting. They are like, like you said, like trying to make something close. Like that's like an unintentional yes. close. Like that's just you've had a shit eat or yeah. someone smoked. There's time on the clock. Like you're not, you're not stopping. Exactly. It's like I've always kind of since a young age. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was probably just watching Tiger with, like I said in the last pod, like watching him with the red shirt, Holland. Like he needs to make this. 20 foot slider to get into the playoff in yeah. the US Open and he just buries it every time and it's like the most clutch thing yeah and and I guess I've like always grown up going like give me that moment yeah just give me that just moment. clutch it, moment there's nothing better whether whether it was uh, as an amateur in amateur golf or junior golf or pennants as an amateur or professional golf the feel, or if it's just taking cash off your mate, which yeah. is probably better than all of them, is like literally holing a putt that it's like, surely he's not going to make this. Yeah. Like, sure, if he misses this, I win. And he and you make it. And it's just like the best. It's, it's what you practice for, right? Do you get to put you... So how do you... I've always wondered, how can you put yourself in those positions like with your coach? Or is that something that you would do with your coach? Like try and put some... Uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is how do you replicate that pressure and that intensity in practice? Um, yeah, it's a tricky one, but you definitely definitely try to do it. Um, coach usually sets it out or we try to do it. It's hard, <clears throat> it's hard when you're just by yourself because there's never really a part in the heat when you're going to be sitting by yourself. So like <clears throat> if he goes out, oh, you got five minutes here on the clock, go get a five, you're going to piss that in easy because yeah. – could be on a beach with no one around, but we do these camps. I've actually got to drive up the Goldie potentially tomorrow. Um, a lot yeah. of the CT people get together, or the Challenger Series people get together, and we just kind of do some camps to surfing Australia. And um, that's when we kind of get into that kind of because we got I don't know, see five, five or four, four or five girls, four or five males, and they'll even put us in like mixed heat. So like you hassle nice. the chicks, so it's kind of like you kind of like don't want to hassle the chicks. Like, but yeah, you just replicate that five minutes. Cheers, brother. You're right. Just a little glass of water. Just a little glass, glass of water. <laughs> Where's your glass of water? Oh, shit, I've got a straw. <laughs> I'll take a sip. Everyone, you can hear this. It's the communal cup. <laughs> Slow. Your, your sip. <laughs> I ain't spinning it, mate. I didn't spit in it. K- KFC. Nah. But yeah, I find that that's a, that's a really fun thing, but it's really hard if you're not with that, if you're not with those types of people or with coaches, it's really hard to focus in on it. When you're, I don't. What's, what's like, how do I explain? Like, you don't inv- you don't completely in- invest in it. Like, yeah. if it's like, ah, oh, I'm doing shit. Ah, oh, sweet, I just won't do it. Well, <laughs> like, that's like, I think like I- it's really easy to do unless there's people around, kind of watching, and not just one coach, multiple coaches, multiple people, and it's like you don't want to lose. It's that that competitive nature comes out, and you're like, I don't want to lose. So, and plus, you nearly want to like when people are watching. I know, I I love to. It's like a performance it's proper like it's nearly like as a kid you know when you probably crave attention even more as like a five-year-old you like show off i was good for it Mm, Um, i was told anyway but um 
it's very much like that. It's like you want to put on a performance and it's um, you're out there and for you on a wave and for me, I might have a 15 foot putt, but it's like there's so many people or there's, there's nothing I love more than being in that environment, in that arena of like all eyes are on you and it's like this hostile it's like what you were talking about at the wedding where you're like nervous for yeah the boys it's got you nothing know? to do with you it's and you're just so nervous you. you're like, oh. mate oscar muir was living a wedding for someone else yesterday really he, yeah he was what was even the best man he was groomsman and he's coming up to the, he's coming up to the groom like samuel coming up and he goes bro i'm not feeling that good like i'm just not i just i I'm more sweet and samuel's like stop telling me I don't want yeah. I don't want to know Yeah, no, you're not meant to feel like this. So stop throwing that and Oscar's like, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm feeling all right. Like doesn't have to do anything. Oscar's got no, no involvement. Stand on stage, don't you just walk up? That's you've been they're... dressed, you've been fed beer, now just stand there. Like just don't do it. Stand anything. there and watch the races. Yeah, literally just just stand there. Yeah. And Oscar's like getting all jittery, like sweaty, clammy hands and just like yeah, no, but I just like, like, did I do all right? And then we had speeches at the end. <laughs> did he, he didn't have even, he wouldn't have even spoke. Like, no, no, no. So what we're doing, right, we're up the up the front and like Ben and everyone's giving their, like their, um, their speeches. Like speeches aren't easy. I'm not going to sit here and tell me yeah. But Oscar, I could just feel the ground beneath him and it was just shattering. <laughs> and I'm just going like, that better be Samuel and I hope it's not you. And he's, he's sitting there just like, Kai, can you, um, can you? hold my phone while I speak. And I was like, yes, mate. Yeah, no, I'll hold it for you. So I'm holding it. I'm standing up. This is like a little boy having a presentation. Like, So you're holding I'm, his phone and he he's holding the microphone. He couldn't hold his phone and read. Like I'm up standing in front of everyone going like, just like scrolling for him and he's just reading it like it's on a monitor. Just like, and then like, I think it was the greatest thing. But he, he spoke so well. Like the speech was really, really good. But I just... There was this weight lifted off him once he finished. Did he just get maggot after that? Yeah, he was blind, 100%. But it was just like so funny. Like, and, But that comes down to mindset as well. Like, yeah, You can get he yourself... He was just doubting himself. You can think so deeply into the into that scenario. Like, And if you if, if you let it take control of you, you'll lose yourself in that moment. So like, yeah. I guess it's kind of relating it back to like sports and that. I don't know, coming from someone that's not really anything, but I guess football, like for me... Uh, sat, on a, sat on a grand, uh, sat a whole grand final on the bench. Don't worry about that. Um, <laughs> no, but in, to your respect, it's like everyone listening has those moments. Yeah, that's right. Like Oscar up there, he cares so much about something. He wants to do a really and good job. And that comes to him. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It says a lot about him. He's like, this is my time yeah. to like, this is my best mate that yeah. I've like grown up with. Like, yeah. this is my moment. Yeah, he could have been just a piss wreck all day and got yeah. to speak. That's and right. Going, oh, but he oh, was Sammy, so- I love you. <laughs> And he was so okay, you're such a nice lady. <laughs> and it, yeah, it was, everyone have another ten. <laughs> it could have went one way or the other, but he done so bloody well. All so right, shout at him as well. Beautiful wedding, but um, shout out. So I guess coming into like the next, you know, into this like back end of the year, you we went over and represented the country. Yeah. Can you talk to us a little no, bit how that cool. felt? I didn't even know you were doing that until I saw like world surfing games. I'm going, what is he doing yeah, over here? What are you doing? Yeah, I didn't even know there was like Olympic you know, surfing Aussie going here? on. Hey, was it, was yeah, it was Aussie. Aussie yeah, 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 yeah. So is that that's a team kind of format, is it? Or is so, it like you still compete individually? And yeah, it's just like yeah, I guess it'd be like yeah, our closest thing to like the well, not the World Cup, but like yeah, you just wear the green and gold. Yes. It is. 
individualized, you still want to get in an individual medal, but there's a team medal as well. Um, so I ended up coming home with a, a bronze individual wow. and a silver team with a team, which is pretty sick. That's but amazing. it's like a bit of a qualification process for the Olympics. It was pretty nice. I'm like, it wasn't a needed one for, for the Olympics as of yet, but if we won as a men's team, so the three of us men, if we were to win the men's side as a, as a team, you get an extra spot for the Olympics in 2024. So Japan got that because Kanoa won. Mm -hmm. I think even if I won the final, I don't think we could have won. I think we might have got second maybe because the on boys kind of lost a little bit earlier than the Japanese boys did. Right. So, um, but then the poor girls, they were, um, if Sally, Sally got third like me, she got a bronze. If she got second, they would have won the chick spot. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Ouch. And then there's, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it's brutal, brutal. Mm. So we were kind of, I think that's why I kind of clicked in a gear a bit, a bit more on the men's side because we weren't really in contention after we lost a couple of the boys. And I was just like, oh, I'm flagging the, I'm flying the flag for the men's. And mm. I was like, okay, there's no pressure team aspect wise. Like, and I, I, I do love that, that, that pressure, but I was like, I can just kind of free up and just surf now. And yeah. I wanted to do it for me as well. Like wearing Absolutely. the green and gold on the beach is pretty sick. And, yeah, I got close because like, they do like two rounds. They do like the main round and a rapid charge. So like countries like the Jamaicans and people from Senegal and crazy places yeah. don't come and surf one heat and then lose and go home because you can't really do that. So it's, you have the main round, which there's eight rounds to the final. I think I must have been in round six or seven. I was like, oh, I'm like two heats from the final here without having to go down to the rapid charge round, which is yeah. like I think it's everywhere. It was a bit of a weird setup. It's like 15 though. or it'd be like no 12 rounds in the repertoire, charge, 12 or 14 rounds in the repertoire. charge. So I think if I like lost in round six or seven in the main round, I'd go to like round 12 or 11. So I had to, I added like an extra three heats on. It was wild. Like, and I was wow. like, I don't want to be in the repo. And then, then I lost. I can't remember that heat. I lost though. Oh, I just had a shocker. Um, and then. Like, oh, shit, I'm in the repos now. I was like two heats in the final, and then next minute I'm like five. I was like far out. I had to surf another couple of heats, but that's when I kind of fired up. I surfed later in the day, and there's not many times in sport where you lose and then have another chance on that exact day. Like it is a really cool feeling. I was so fired up, and I was just like, you know what? I am not losing. Eh? Like I was so fired up. Got the right music in my headphones. Ended up getting a nine eight first wave, and then I had the guys in combo in the first five minutes. And I just sat there the rest of the time, and I was like, "Why don't I do this every heat? It's so <laughs> yeah. easy." Like, oh, nine eight. But it was just like, yeah, I just got like the first perfect one. The waves were pretty tricky. Got a nine eight, and they got a seven, and no one even came close to me. And I was just like, "How good is this?" And then that started the roll on, and I was yeah. like, "And because I was in the rapid charge, I couldn't lose, so I just had to keep making it through, making it through. There were some close ones, and." But no, like to just represent your country and wear the green and gold, come home with some medals. They feel pretty legit. They're pretty heavy. I should have brought them over. Yeah, that's unreal. I'm just glad you brought yourself. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, there's a part there where I wasn't getting in. A bit of clarity. It's Boys had 3.34 podcasts. Where am I? <laughs> On the lounge. Asleep. It is funny though, when, you're, uh, when you were talking um, about being in the repos, is it? Yeah. Feel like yourself. So yeah, repo. Anyway, the repo. That was nice. In the um, repos. Being in that position, it's like it's funny how you can actually, when you need to make something happen, that feeling of like, well, 
I'm going to make it happen. There's, yeah. there's actually no other option. Yeah, 100%. And you don't even think about the other option. It's like, this is what's going to happen. No, you do don't even have, do there's it? no thought of losing. Correct, yeah. Which is kind of cool because that does, like it must pop up in golf as well. Like, yeah. sometimes it's just the thought of losing. Like, what ha- yeah. what happens when I lose? Like, I don't want to lose. Like, yeah. But it's like, you just not, you just don't think about it. You don't put yeah. energy into that option because you don't want it. You know, it's not the option you want. And it's in, not what you practice for. No, nah, you don't practice to lose. But there'll be times where, Golf's probably pretty hard to put it like surfing, but surfing you can put your best. Mm. Probably no, same thing. You can put your best best show on, you can still lose. Absolutely. And the golf's kind of a longer pit like period because of the whole tournament. But surfing you can put your best thirty minutes together and still lose by point two. Mm. So I guess it'd be someone was just better on the day in golf as yes. well. Like you lose by one shot or like yeah, and then you just like. But that that's when you when you do lose like that though, then at least you're content that you left it all out there. That's my biggest thing is like if you're losing and leaving it all out there, there's not actually any more you can do. So it's a weird feeling. Don't you reckon you, you kind of go home and you're like, I played so good today, but it just, just wasn't meant to be. Hey, it wasn't my day. Yeah. It's it just happens. like, it's just, it's kind of a weird feeling. Cause it's not like you're, it's kind of, it's a little bit of like a sour feeling. You're nearly like I did everything I could with what I had. Yeah. But someone just knocked me off and it's nearly like I've got to go back to work, you know? Yeah, hundred percent. That's that's it. And sometimes it yeah, like you can you're just like, Oh, well, I just gotta be better than him next time. Do, you, f- do you feel like uh, <laughs> Sorry, my you, bad. Go, you go. Yeah, you, you go. go, you go. You no, I'm 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 interested to see oh, how no, you I was just gonna it's... say, do you feel like I know there's a lot of surfing chat in here, but uh I guess it is your life as well. So um do you feel like do you get motivated from having those good results? And when you got on to the main tour, the WSL, it's like, do you feel like, did you feel like you come back going like, I just want to work my ass off, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, hundred like motivating. Mm, for sure. It's, um, I, I don't know. It's kind of, I was going to say it's almost more motivating after a loss nearly. But then I was thinking about, I was like, but it is pretty nice when you, come off a win and you just want to keep that fire burning keep that pressure going keep keep cooking with that with that same recipe type thing like just i'm on this high but then it's also super motivating when you do have a loss and you're like all right well i sucked i've got to turn this around that's 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 also pretty exciting too like maybe there is something i need to change it did the motivation of doing well you're keeping the same recipe you're doing the exact same thing but when you lose you're like i think i might need to change something here so that's kind of a cool excitement of like what have i got to do different go back to the drawing board put put hard work in and but yeah that's kind of there'll be a lot more of those opportunities so it's kind of i I like i I enjoy both sides of the coin i mean winning is what keeps you there and winning's what um keeps your bills being paid what keeps you being one of the best so but then um yeah the losses and coming off the back of that i think that's where you really find yourself like character wise and that's that's like the stuff that people don't see i reckon yeah i remember seeing you uh at uh i popped into angus um oh cruel's cruel store angus, cruel yeah. jewels um little plug I, yeah little plug uh <laughs> got a few rings from there and chains um i remember popping into there maybe end of last year and i ran into you because yep. you were in there talking to him and uh just saying how i know you've touched on it a little bit earlier but um financially you know, qualifying. Yeah. It's such a, it is such a big thing and, and no one ever really wants to talk about cash and cause it's a bit of like, it's like a taboo kind of thing to talk about. 
because you feel like you've been a bit of a you know, flog. But um, it is, it, it's what we need, you know. You oh, do you can't need it. do anything without it. Yeah, you can't it have a family. Why, how, how has it kind of uh, changed your mindset or has it changed your mindset or just certain things in a good way? Even? I think it's just... You just kind of know when you... I think it, the, the best thing mindset-wise going to a contest knowing that everything's sorted, everything's paid for, you're not needing the prize money to pay back your flights or anything like that. Like, the tour is really cool that, like, it's not crazy money. It's not crazy big tennis, NFL money. Like, we're on enough money to keep going and enjoy it and put some money aside at the end of the year. But coming from where I was, with pretty much nothing. Not like... Not like I come from a poor family. It's just when you're surfing, you're just throwing every bit of coin that was coming in into that. But there'd be contests when I was young that, not even young, but before I made the tour, that you'd be dead set just chucking stuff on your credit card and hoping for the best. Like, mum and dad would always help out, but that was like my last option. I didn't want to, they would always, I'd always borrow money, but I'd always give it back. But I hated that. I just wanted to be kind of like, Chug it on the credit, do good, prize money comes in, pay it, pay it off. But now now that's a really nice feeling when you go to a contest, you know that you can go eat well, that's not an issue. Like, mate, I remember the first time I went to Europe, I was eating bloody jam and that on a baguette every day. Like, mm. it's the baguettes are a dollar and the yeah. jam was like five euros. And I just got the jam and it just lasted me the whole time. But, mate, you're just eating just dry bread because like, everything's so expensive, the exchange rate and stuff. But And that's not good for you. Yeah, for your physical right. side either yeah. so it's like you're not fueling your body with the best stuff but if you can't but that's when you get to the tour you, you go to nice restaurants you go enjoy the part of it all so then you also got to remember like if you get too comfortable up there I yeah. mean we can get knocked back off pretty fast so you still want it to be pretty pretty smart with your money putting it away and because money's a hard thing to talk about like you don't want to be like oh yeah I'm ripping got all this money right. people are like what a cockhead like yeah. shut up but, I mean you gotta like you just gotta even like for me it's just more a realisation of where I've come from what I've had to go through to get to that and to go alright like financially I'm in a position where I'm comfortable now which is really cool but I can't get too comfortable here because it can be taken off you any day so yeah it's nearly like just being grateful for 100%. having the opportunity to do this for a job but I think it is quite cool um, especially probably I mean, even last year before you were on the main tour, um, it's very much like people, if you were just looking at your Instagram and social media, people would probably be thinking, you know, this guy is living the life and is getting paid some cash. Because, you you know, for someone like me, I didn't know what surfing yeah. money was or, or what money was like on the secondary kind yeah, of yeah, tour. Yeah. And it's like, it's such a cool... It's so cool that you're able to share that and just really show people like, man, you, you've you've had to work through the, the hard times as well. Because it's similar, exact same in golf. I remember, you know, just playing in Australia and then traveling and, and, you know, obviously it costs so much to individual sport. You pay for all your stuff. And I remember the boys coming up to me, this was years ago going, mate, this was before I turned pro actually, one of the boys coming over and going, mate you're traveling the world you're going to china you're doing these things like mate you're going all right like you got it you must be doing well like cash wise how are you going like they're trying nelly trying to ask about it i'm like bro i have zero dollars in my bank account my parents transfer me a 100 bucks a week when i am home to live off and it's just like it's so funny when People you look think there's like a side of it but i mean they don't really understand like you may be doing what you love and the, traveling the, but 
you're living paycheck to paycheck, prize money to prize money. Like, I think, yeah, I mean, even even now, people probably think, oh, well, tour, you're pro, like, oh, you're on huge money. Like, yeah, you do all right. Like, you do pretty good. I ain't complaining, but I well, know millionaires, like. I think that's what I'm kind of grateful as well. Like, being close friends with both of you before, like, that, like, before this stigma now, before, like, being with Jackson, like, for so long and just seeing, like, that whole grind, like, where you can't go out on weekends because you literally can't go out on weekends because you're saving for, like, thousands of dollars worth of trips to go on a grindy two-foot surf in Japan or whatever, you know, all that stuff. And then, like, for you, Blake, as well, like, golf was, even when I was growing up, right, or, like, 10, not even, like, eight years ago, like, you don't even hear of golfers and then, like, all of a sudden, like, I'm friends with Blake because it's Blake and then like, oh, like what, what about that live golf money, mate? Like how good's that? How good's the fruits of live golf? And you're just like, mate, where, why is this like even that? Like Blake would have grown so much throughout live the versing the biggest golfers in the world. And he probably wasn't even, there's half of it, the tax, half of it, the, you know what yeah. I mean? It's not even like what you guys do it for. Like since a kid, I'm sure you dreamed of having this status but it's not about the cash like as what it is to be a professional surfer and be who you are and like a professional golfer and playing these against like dustin johnson and all these big guys like there is so much more to it than money and i think it's just ridiculous that like people feel the need to just bring it up to you every single time when there is just these other fruits in there that i'm obsessed with like experience wise yeah people people always try to be like Oh, you must be doing all right. And then it's just like, I don't do it. Like that is a bonus. Like yeah. if you said when I was a kid growing up, <clears throat> sorry, you're going to be a professional surfer, live the dream. You're not going to earn a cent. Like you want to, you want to be a professional surfer. The money is the secondary. That's like, and that's what you do yeah. need to live. But I mean, yeah. the accolade of being a professional in a sport and yeah. being that number or that ranking, uh, that, that is what you dream about. Not, I mean, people may dream about money. I mean, money does help. Yeah. It doesn't grow on trees. But, like, yeah, I think the accolades and results and things like that, rankings are the, probably the things that fire you up more. And the, and the money's a bonus that they come with that. I remember going stuff. to that event in, at Newcastle. I remember standing at the front. I hadn't even seen you yet. And I saw your face on the WSL banner with your number. And I felt like, that's it. Like that's, that, what that's you it. You know what I mean? Like you always idolize people with their own banners and their own, um, their own coverage and stuff. And then like, when I saw your face that I took photos of you, who knows how long. And then I just saw your mug there with your own name. And then like, you're there, that's you. Like there's nothing that can ever take that away from you as well. Like that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, money can't buy that. No, that's no, right. Like you could be as low as you want to go. I'm going to go get me face chucked on a surfing or golf contest. <laughs> I don't care how much money you give me. What like, are you bringing to that? Yeah, yeah like, like are you, who are you? What do you yeah, do? That's right. What? Oh, you got ten million? Come over here. Like your face ain't going on the banner unless you've put in the ten thousand hours of work. You know what yeah. I mean? That old saying where it's like you're that. Yeah. I know you've both spent huge, huge, huge hours in your professions, and nothing will ever take it away that you played in the first ever live golf tournament, and now you're a WSL surfer, regardless of anything. Yeah, I know 100%. And getting back to that cash thing, it's very much like, well, I've spoke to you about it. Even even earning my first paycheck and thinking, I think it was like three, oh, what, a couple of years ago, three, nearly like three grand, just a bit over three grand for coming uh, top 10 in my first event as a pro. And I was so stoked to be able to just 
have a little bit of uh, cash in the bank in my own account and be able to like start to pay my own way because man i would hate to if, if we were to count up how much my parents have invested in me they would have probably a investment um you know property already paid off by now if it wasn't for me so i feel like uh you know hopefully one day i would be able to give back and stuff but at the same time it's like people go, they might see a massive paycheck and they're like, that is incredible. Or the media might even play it up even more yeah. and say it was an extra little bit. When I actually, when you break it down and look at, um, you know, the last 20 years of my life playing golf, it's seriously like, if you were to get paid for each hour you were to do, it is probably what, you're probably getting paid like one cent an hour for the last 20 hour, 20 years. You know yeah. what I mean? That's, yeah, how hard, my, yeah. that's how many hours you've worked. And as an amateur, and I understand in, in surfing, it would be the same as like you earn $0. You don't just earn $0, but someone uh, in your family probably when you're younger has to pay for you to actually get to that point of, uh, you know, big turning professional, you know? Uh, 100%. Yeah. I, I don't want to know that. The amount that me old one, I'll go, holy, holy shit, that'd be, um, but yeah, I was kind of pretty similar, I, I definitely, they paid for everything up until I was 18, and then we got the kind of chatting to when I was 18, I was like, hey, we can help you, but like, when you get the money back, um, we'll be taking it back, so it was actually yeah. funny enough, it brings up a story, the first big comp, first QS I ever won in Japan, I'd never really checked the prize money out, but it was like this one, it was like the Japanese government pitched in more money and it, um, I think it was like 10 grand US for the win. I had no idea until I won and I was like, I won and got me a paycheck and they dead set gave me like a fat stack of Japanese yen. I'm going, holy shit, <laughs> how much is this? Like, I was like, how am I going to smuggle this back in Australia? And um, called my old boy, I was like, yeah, I got 10 Gs. Oh, I had so much money. I was going, buying a car, I'm doing this. He goes, mate, you owe me and mum seven and a half. And I went, no. He goes, how the hell do you think you got there? I was like, and the rest of the concerts you've done all year, I went, oh, yeah, that does make a bit Fish of sense. I just, thought yeah. it was like, I just thought I was magically getting everywhere. I had no idea. First big paycheck pretty much all went back to my old boy. I think I gave him the whole 10 because I was like, put the two and a half on like a, on like a credit. So I, yeah. then I'll borrow two and a half. It's actually my money, but it's nice like what? You said when you are on your own, you get your own paycheck and stuff like that. Like that was like the tour this year. Like to have your own money and to be able to just be comfortable and know that that's what you've earned. Like you've got to put it away. You've got to be smart with it. Like you could definitely first year on tour just go, I'm going to just punt every weekend, do this, get on the beers, do all the dumbest shit you can do. But it may not last forever. So you want to be putting it aside and being smart with it and come out of, I think the biggest thing, regardless of rankings and world championships and stuff like that, to be able to come out of a sport and be able to have bought a house out of it or something like that, I think that'd be a huge accolade to be like, hey, like this is what surfing got me. Like, put Definitely. me on the front foot in life because you're not going to be a professional for forever. You want to be setting setting yourself up with your family and stuff as well. So I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. And even um, earlier this year, uh, obviously playing that uh, second live event in Portland in America, it was so cool to obviously get the go-ahead to compete in that event. I, I did say before I went overseas to mum and dad, they've never been 
Um, well, I think that they've been overseas once to Singapore, Singapore to watch me play. But I said, if I get into this event, obviously you you know you get paid quite good money and stuff, and I I would love to pay for you to be there to fly over. And um, I think that it was quite re- rewarding. It was like um, I know it wouldn't have. It's probably like a you know one percent of what they've actually paid. You know, but hopefully I can reward like pay that pay them back with experiences as well as well as um hopefully cash in the future but um like you said it yeah it's a funny one i mean as much as you could make you know a million dollars in a year and you hear all those stories about shack and all those guys making 100 mil and stuff or 50 mil and you can spend it real quick yeah it'll go it goes quickly and especially just traveling around and especially um you know you have a few average weeks on tour and you don't make money and all of a sudden you're down the hole you know a fair few thousand so it's it's quite it is humbling at the same time but i thought it was nice that you spoke about that with your your old boy after you'd won that tournament kind of like it's nearly that's also nearly humbling you know just to yeah. go oh <laughs> that hey. seven and a half of that is is actually yeah, it was like, like, yeah. Oh, don't hold that 10k too tightly mate uh, yeah. okay <laughs> when that cash comes home yeah. we're going straight but we're, we're gonna go to the currency changer and uh, <laughs> it's going in my bank yeah, yeah. it's nearly yeah. like a lesson though don't you reckon oh 100 that's when i kind of knew how everything worked i didn't really i just thought i don't know i don't, I don't even know how i did it back then i think we must have just talked to the travel agent to book flights it must have been dad's card then i thought everything just magically happened i was probably still i was 19 so it would have been that first year out of um out of when mum and dad stopped kind of paying for everything so i kind of um and then i was around the time mum passed away so it was like i definitely owed them that money i think that was kind of going to going to more important places so um but yeah like yeah, pretty humbling part to be like and just to realize how it all works like i mean from that point forward i knew when prize money comes in where it goes it's not like it's not like me going up the pub going how oh, good got 10 yeah. 15 grand how good is this it's like well no you don't you got nothing yeah <laughs> taught you pretty early that yeah yeah there's always going to be expenses along the way yeah as well. you know just yeah i mean even even like you said you get that good time with like the live one you get good money and like it's cool that you did, did your parents go over? With, they came over? Yeah, they yeah, flew to uh, Portland. Yeah, I reckon yeah. that's really cool because, I mean, you could have done that. And down the track, like, I reckon they'd much rather the experience than just a water cash. Like, it, the experience is, like, the coolest part. Like, I took Dad to G-Land for the contest and that's somewhere where, as we went as a kid, like, and he took me there. So I got to... No, it's only not not. It's, it was expensive, but nothing bad. But I mean, it's nothing on what he probably spent in the last five years taking me there. So like, but it was more the principle and the experience of him being around that event and being able to go. And I said because that was post cut. I was like, if I make the cut, you're coming. Like, so that was like that was kind of fueling the fire for me to make the cut. Mostly it was like, and Gland's not on the tour this year. So like, it's been on one year, and it was the one wow. year that I was on. And I get to t- t- take my old boy. So that was pretty that cool. cool. It was like it was meant to be. Yeah. Like I was meant to be on the tour. I was meant to make the cut. And I was meant to take my old boy there. And to somewhere that you I didn't win or anything. Time. But I mean, just that in itself was rewarding. It was probably the worst contest for me all year. You know, getting a bit carried away on the piss. And there was a bit of media there. Bit of media? Good. Any, any media is good media. As long as, <laughs> yeah. you, as long as you're not being too much of a dickhead. Yeah. But nah, I mean. That's, that's probably been. Well. That's probably been probably. Other than results. That's probably been the best event. 
for me in the weirdest way, just media-wise. Like, I think people just understood the tour a bit more that we're not these serious, what like, happened? cloned things that That's just right. travel, yeah, surf, yeah. travel, surf. Wake up, thing. surf. Wake up, surf. What there, happened with the... Personalities I, I didn't see anything, so it's actually probably a good conversation. I was, ex- what, I was exposed to it nice and early, and I was is, like, oh, Jackson's on the WSL page. Just like, walk away, just yeah. like, you. Pissed oh, right. Yeah, so we... G-Land's a place in Indo. There's only one wave there. It's kind of pretty rural. You have to get boats in. Um, and the, the, the forecast of the comp was so bad. So I think we'd already surfed round one. I lost, so you get around two. Um, might have been like the day after round one. And it looked like there's going to be three days where there's no way the comp was running. And Dead Set and G-Land, there's like two not even resorts. They're just camps. Like, they're just rooms and food and there's nothing to do there. The Wi-Fi barely works. Like, <laughs> FaceTime them and it's, they can't even see a face. Like, it's just... Yeah. So it got to a point where... And I mean, that was post-cut. So that was after the cut, after the mid-year cut. So I was like, I knew that I was on tour from that cut forward till next year's cut. So like, financially, everything like that, you're like, oh, I don't have to go back to the Challenger Series because if I fell off, I would have been... Back on the Challenger series, which is just like not where you not want where to you be, want to go, not, no. not where you want to be after being on tour. So just like this huge build up, and this is one Arvo. We just started drinking beers, and um, we knew the contest was probably going to be off for three days, and just snowboarded into a semi blowout mid midway through a contest <laughs> <laughs> on a jungle island, and um, yeah, I swear every video somehow had my dumb. It was like me at the wedding the other day, like I just. Once I get a couple in me, I get pretty confident. I get around and yeah, I, just, but I, I just found the camera. I think so the camera good. found me, f- but it was like, it was all nothing, nothing bad in any way. Like we're just drinking, having a hell time. And, and it was actually m- pretty much most of the tour. Like Felipe, dude, the one, the title, like Chloe and Dino and that young, like it was the chick, Steph Gilmore was there, the goat. She was like, uh, yeah, it was, it was really cool. And we just like, the media, like you said, we talked about media earlier. I don't know chucking a bit of GST on the top of the story. Um, it made it look like we had this like four day blowout. Yeah. When dead set was like two thirty to nine thirty, everyone was in bed like pissed as. But like, and then the next day they still had a call. Um, at seven o'clock for the comp, and everyone was up there for the call. A little bit dusty, but we knew it wasn't going to run. And then they called it off for two days from that point forward. But um, yeah, I think everyone just kind of understood that like. We're, we're, we're normal people as well. Like you got to have let off. And I think it was just like this emotional volcano. It was just a pot, just a bursting point. Like everyone's career was on the line for six months. Yeah. Literally. Like a lot of us had only just made the tour. You fall off at Margaret river. You're back on the challenge series, spending every single cent that you made in the first half to get back to where you are rather than being on tour, doing the back end of the year, having a three month off season, and still knowing that you're on the tour for another 10 events until the cut next year. Like, it was just like, it, I think it was just, it just happened. And everyone just got on the on the beers and just, it just went, it was like, it was the sickest time. Dimity still had a DJ decks and like, it was like this like jungle blower in the contest area. So like they have a contest structure and we not had a blowout in the contest structure. It was so funny. And then we end up breaking the floor from the structure because <laughs> everyone's jumping and dancing so you had to move down to this like grassy slab like if you f- i'll have to show you his photos after but it is like the most rogue setup but we had a hell time and it's probably the best experience <laughs> kind best of. experience like i mean when do you when do you i don't know someone goes to you oh you're gonna 
go to G-Land, have a semi-blowout on the beers and be hanging with Steph, Felipe, like some of your favourite surfers growing up watching. Like, And you're just like all hanging out like mates. And you're in the moment. I think everyone's in the moment. Everyone's yeah. like you said. I didn't everyone's... care. I had my shirt off and I got the biggest mud gut going there. Yeah, no, we, we saw it. I, actually, I think I was pretty skinny then. I probably sweated it all out on that little <laughs> island. But it's nearly like if it came down to it um, and you were obviously trying to make the cut, you wouldn't have done that. Like that wouldn't have been no. because you're like, there's no way I, I'm doing all the one percenters to get to. It was like yeah. just under the all the circumstances, and plus, you know, you knew you weren't going to be surfing. So. Yeah, we knew we weren't going to be surfing, and you're safe for ten events. You know, you're getting. It was, yeah, it was like you knew you were safe. It was like it. It wasn't like the point of blowing off a contest, but it was like I did shit in the contest anyway, but. I just think mentally, I just didn't. I was just so happy and elated that I'd made the cut and I was in G Land, I was in Indo. Like, and it was a good event to learn from. Like, I probably was like, okay, next year I'm hopefully going to be in a lot better position. I'm going to that event post cut with excitement that I'm on tour again for the next 12 months. Um, but dealing with those emotions and then going, all right, like, if I want to be one of the best, I've got to click in and do well in this event and, and not let out of that emotion get away from you but it's, i mean yeah. yeah like you it was a hell time you got to do it i learned a lot i learned a lot from it and i mean like i said it was probably media wise weirdly enough probably the best event for me i think people understood me as an athlete yeah. type thing like not yeah me as like just this surf like we're not just surf clone surfers that just go surf like we're like i don't mind having a beer i'll have fun and then I, I felt like for the back end of the year on tour, I, f- I felt like I found a lot more fans. Like people were hitting me up on Instagram, going, oh, "Mate, like, that was sick!" Like it was more, rela- it was really easy for people to relate to because everyone just thinks that you're you're a professional athlete, and all you do is train, train, train. People need that as well, especially in both like of your professions. Like you need someone that you can be like, "Oh, that guy likes doing things other than just." being so dedicated and focused like what i love when i saw you like being yourself because i yeah. feel like especially your first year on tour you just would have been like i, I just want to do so good right now like i just want to be this i don't want to put a step anywhere like in particular yeah. i want to do everything right but when i got to see you just like in your element like in your inner self come out i reckon that would have been a very in, like a very overwhelming good feeling just saying like you know what like i'm i deserve to be here I've made this cut, like I can prove that I'm the best surfer or one of the top 32 in the world. I want to be myself and really let out a lot of my emotions. And I think that was very important for, sure. for everyone. Just to, And you spend so much time with these guys. It's, yeah, like, it's like you spend, you spend more the time there with, than your spent, girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. so it's cool that we're all that close. Like yeah. you're out there in the water, you, you yeah, kill or be killed. But when you're on land, it, especially in places like that where it's such a tight community, everyone... Only two camps, two places to eat. Like everyone's in each other's face, so that was really cool that everyone kind of. Because I mean, a lot of people were struggling. It was hard. Like the waves and the weather was super bad. You're on that island for 14 days, kind of expecting to surf, and there wasn't a lot of waves. So everyone got around each other, and it was really yeah. Like it was probably the best experience. Like everyone, it was cool that a tour that's professionals. Even though you're in the water, you wanted to I don't know take the heads off, but on yeah. land, it's like you can be almost best mates and have a beer and and be like with your mates at home like it's, it's a it's pretty cool yeah i think it's very important uh and it's relatable to um you know 
me also and also you and your what you do and at any level business anything it's like who's jacko the you know the the human mm. it's like surfing is what this we said this last week is surfing is uh, what you do it's not who you are it's yep. a massive part of your life hence why we are obviously right. communicating about this in mm. a conversation uh, so naturally but I guess it just it comes down to that and once people especially I feel like the NRL boys um, mate they just get hammered that media is so intense compared to daily nearly, they nearly can't, they can't be different no. that's the thing you're a footy that's the heaviest part with footy is you're just a footy player you can't mm. really be someone else like you don't really if you portray your own thought like if you come out with your own thoughts or like anything, the media will just have a field day yeah. with you. And it's good to see people like your Angus Crichtons and all people like that that come out and start to stick up. Like Tex as well. I think yeah. there was like people putting some really bad comments on their photos. Like like it's not a person. Like yeah. just Tex has gone through his own things. Um, like every footy player yeah. goes through their own ups and downs. They just drag through media rubbish yeah. every single day. And then they go, oh, like, this isn't the right thing to say. Like, why are you saying this? He's standing up for himself. Why would he even do yeah. this? You know, like it's absolutely ridiculous. What, especially all those journos that just sit on the NRL, just waiting for yep. someone to do something. Someone's going to do yeah. something. I feel Not like even something the, wrong. Just something that's out of line or out of yeah. character. Like, oh. I got you. But sometimes it's not even out of character no. and they're just being themselves and, and they will find a way to obviously kind of nearly punish them or, I mean, it's it's also hard. I guess it's just the way the media works at the moment as we're seeing in this world we're living in is very much clickbait mm. and they that's how they put the food on the table for their kids. So I, I guess it's, it's pretty brutal to understand, but... As a fan of League, a massive fan, just being able to see Crichton express what he enjoys off the off the field uh, with his, um, you know, the barbershop he just opened in Bondi. That's so cool. Yeah. Unreal. The colours and stuff. Yeah, lovely. I just God. look at it going... I actually haven't seen it. I'm going to have to suss it out. Yeah, I'll suss it, it out. It looks unreal. It's just, I don't know, you just feel like you get a better feel for... These boys are incredible footy players, but... They're just normal people, and like, what's what music do they listen to? Like, yeah, like it's just, there's nothing that I oh know they portray themselves on social media, but they're still very, I know, locked in that bubble. It's like they can't, I don't know, portray something different because they're going to get cruel for it, like we just said, and stuff like that. It's like it's like they're locked into just being a footy player. But I mean, I feel as though as time goes on, I think it's probably probably going to change a bit. Yeah, that's AC bad. flow, I think it's called. That's mad. Mad, hey. That's it's sick. just so good seeing someone or like, yeah, just people being able to express themselves and just do what they want to do regardless of what backlash. He's got something else with. other than footy. Like, yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Like, no one, like, everyone wants to know what else you do. Like, I was like, oh, you're a surfer. What else do you like to do? Like, you want to explain what else you do? Like, oh, mm. you play golf. What, what, what else right. do you do? Like, yeah. that's what you're renowned. That's what you're known for. Mm. Yeah. But what do you enjoy doing? That's yeah, that's not right. Related to that, like, Going up to the pub, having a beer, yeah. having a bet every now and then, like yeah. being yourself. Where it, where, like that makes it relatable for people that watch surfing or watch golf. Like they're gonna go, well, this guy actually is a normal, but like he doesn't mind going for a beer and 
Yeah, that's being what, a like, bloke I mean, or being yeah, a person. Yeah, the whole country yeah. loves having to going out to the beer and I don't yeah. know watching the races like the races were on yesterday. Cox played everyone. It's such a common thing. Like that's yeah. but people just think that you're an athlete and you have to do athlete things. It's yeah. like you still. Oh, we saw him at the pub putting twenty dollars in the pokies. Yeah. How yeah. Cra- how like, crazy what? is yeah. that? Yeah. What is he well, doing with he... his money? Anyone else goes in there with 50 bucks, 100 Anyone bucks, and he's a legend. Anyone goes in there with 1,000 bucks. Oh, as his legend. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> and that, that, all those NRL players were getting absolutely s- sprayed for um, taking their money into the pokies. Like, why is that a big deal? They can do, what they they can do whatever they want with their money that yeah. they trained yeah. so hard for and earned every and single cent. they're on big money, if they're yeah. chucking a couple hundred, it's probably nothing to them. No, yeah. and they can do that. Yeah. It's, it's their money. But old Johnny that's at the pub every bloody weekend feeding his paycheck in is acceptable. Throwing the dollars do you, in. Do you feel like I always think to myself like why why are they kind of hammered so badly? And they always bring up obviously um, things like their role models and things like that. But I still don't I don't believe they're doing they're not doing terrible things. Do you know what I mean? No. It's kind of brutal to see them just be portrayed as these monsters when especially the common theme is when the Broncos lose mm. they're coming second or whatever and then the finish they had to that season it's kind of like you know they they tumble down and they have a few losses in a row and then they a few of the boys end up in the pokies before a game it's like not drinking just no. in the pokies oh it's just reported they were in the pokies they weren't drinking but it's still not a good look for these young kids and i, I start to think i'm like these boys, there's a lot of thing. Latrell, um, all of the boys, it's it's like there's so much they actually do as role models, as the footy player, as Kalen Ponga, the footy player, that yeah. they do in charities and hospitals for the kids mm. and stuff. And it's not as... Doesn't sell. Yeah, it just doesn't, doesn't sell. doesn't get traction. Nah. Oh. Imagine well, if you put the up boys all the good things they stuff like Ponga. That he does the side of photography and stuff like that. Like yeah. he's got other hobbies that aren't just... Literally, he's, like, like he's all expresses those in them as well. Like, oh, this yeah, is what and I, I mean. He uses his social media to do that, but I mean, I think, yeah, like, it's, it's cool. Like, you just got to show. Like, that's what I try to do with my social media. Is I don't want, I want it to be surf related, but through my story, I want it to be like, oh, what do what do I do on a daily basis? I'm living. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go get a coffee. Or I'm going to have a beer. Like, yeah, don't want people to like. Oh, I hate, I hate putting up training stuff. I yeah, will, yeah. I will refuse to put up training stuff because I'm like, I'd rather come back next year and people go holy shit like he did, he, he put the work in like yeah. they didn't see the work but oh he put the work in like because yeah, people expect when you show that i'm just like oh, i'll just be silent in the mm. background and just that's funny you say that too because um i felt like i remember maybe it's probably a couple of years to go now but um i never really put much of my training on on instagram or even on my story or anything like that and I remember going to a tournament fresh off, like, say, back in those days, as an amateur, you could have, like, a you know a couple-of-month break or whatever, yeah, yeah, and there yeah. wasn't as many tournaments as there are professional. And I remember one of the boys actually saying to me, he's like, what, what have you been doing? Like, have you, you still been playing much? I'm like, I've been at the golf course eight hours a day. Lucky you, kid. Like, yeah, I, I laugh to myself because it's like, it's... I guess that's just because I'm day. not showing you doesn't mean I'm not doing it. Correct. And I felt like I feel like even these days it starts to get and I'm guilty of it. We all are. It's like you do, you know, post stuff on your story to show what you're doing. And it's it's like it I think there's a good and bad side to it. It's like the end result is you're only gonna post the stuff that, you know, you feel is necessary and uh, 
you know, there's there's definitely going to be, yeah, some things you post more than others and it's whatever you like. On Instagram, I kind of like, I don't know, I, I like to kind of show another side of who I am on Instagram and even, I mean, you cop it off the boys on tour. They, they give it to you talking about photography and certain photos of just uh, steps. I remember yeah. copping it about these blue <laughs> steps in town at the bars. They're going, you, you've been taking some more photos of steps? And I'm just going, uh, I just laugh because it's, yeah. it's funny because I, I know they're, they're harmless and stuff, but at the same time, they, they, uh, they've never probably been exposed to it, you mm. know, and they don't see the beauty in some of the photos that Kai, like you, you have showed me and encouraged me to, you know, grow that creativity kind of side of things you know so it's kind of it's funny how you know probably probably five years ago i would have looked at something like that i'm like "Ah, what's the go yeah what's the go there but now looking back i'm like the last couple years it's been cool traveling the world and even just with my film camera just going i don't have it on me i'm gonna come back tomorrow that is a cool you know it just releases like you from being the golfer and then letting yourself be yourself. Cause you're, if you look at something, you go like, Oh, I love that's so nice. Cause you're taking it for yourself. If yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. that's always an, like an extension of yourself. You can. Yeah. So like, I love when like everyone I've told Jackson, like just take as many photos as you can. I told Blake, Mate, my phone is just my camera. must have, I don't even know how this thing holds that. Many, <laughs> I have, well, there's my, photo of my kfc uh twenty four thousand photos yeah literally wow i just take photos of everything it's like it's just so important and it's like it's cool also not even for to show or to put on social media it's like i even scroll back like i'll look back some days i'm on the plane or and i I go through old photos with my music on i'm like holy shit like look at me and m when we're 19 like we look like children like yeah and those photos, oh, like I did, the, we were doing that. Oh, I remember that shirt, or we were there, or like just little things like that. I reckon that Keisha, that's more what I take photos for. I take photos for me. Like I want to look at them. Like, and they can take you back to a place where you remember your hardships as well. Yeah. I think, like when you, if you like take photos of yourself, or not, sorry, not of yourself, but <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take, I'll take selfies. <laughs> yeah, let's not go through my camera. Roll. Um, <laughs> Like what's he random snag <laughs> hanging around <laughs> after that weekend? There's going to be something on there. But um, like it's cool. I can jot your memory and just be like, wow, I went through one of the hardest times of my life then. Yeah. And now look at where I am, especially in like an athlete's perspective, like just in yeah. anyone's perspective. Yeah, that's right. But just like, so true. yeah, I think it's very important just to take photos and document everything because you never know, like we lost a mate, Joel, and I yeah. took like I remember I had my um. Rest in peace to him as well. Sorry, yeah. and um, I had my camera out, and all the boys were in just the the um like one of our houses in town. And I just remember taking it because, and it was nothing that photo. Like to yeah. me, I was just yeah. like, you know, oh, what? all the boys are there. The boys, yeah, like yeah. why would I not snap a photo? Like how good With is all that? the the photos on the wall. That yeah, that's so right. And cool. and hindsight's so nice. You're like. I'm so grateful I took it, but at the time you just got to be like, why would I not take that? Yeah, why would I not take a photo of the boys I'm around? Like, like, you're, yeah. not, you're not knowing. You're just like, oh, and then you look back and go, oh, like I'm glad I did. Like, like and that was something that I'll never lose. Like the ability to share that photo with people and have that forever. Like I got to print it all off to them, and like it's just something that you will never take that away from me as someone. Like that, like something they will have forever and ever to hold on to. So, and also it's it's 
I, I do the exact same. When you said on the plane, yeah. I'm like, I, I try and uh, pass the hours by scrolling. Yeah, through. scroll and you get lost <laughs> in there. I got photos back to like 2000. I don't know. Oh, no, that goes know. deep. When you think about Mine how long your back. phone's been with you and how long, like, it's very cool how this stores so much. Remember, the, like, you would have had the old, like, 52 megabyte cards imagine, and you're throwing oh, them in imagine, like fold, imagine me and Blake on the plane you know how you used to have like your family books so this year yeah. like, yeah, just checking out going first back in the day yeah got the mp3 just like in the ears yeah. well talking about mp3 that's a good question what what type of music do you guys listen to before an event like do you have a set playlist or a set genre or a set artist that you like gets you in the zone or I'm random. Yeah. I'm just whatever I'm feeling. That's interesting the time. to me. I, I like and that. And I try change a song every contest. Oh, why is that? I just have one song that I listen to preheat. It, it's something like like we spoke about earlier. How I sit on the beach and you're asking how I take a moment. Yeah. It's something that's like when I have that in my head, I'm singing that song. It's like I know that this 30 minute block, like it kind of just brings me back. Like if I fall on a wave, I'm like, all right. And brings myself back and then I get back out and I, and I breathe and then you're like, all right, you got that song. I always, it's a hard, it's a bit of a little bit of a superstition though. I try not to because sometimes yeah. it just goes out of your head mm. like 20 minutes yeah. in and then there'll be a bloody song playing on the, on the web, on the um, beach commentary or something like that. And then you get into that, but it's, it, it is what it is. But I used to wig out when I was a kid, if I'd forget the song, I'd be going, <laughs> oh no. That is so true. It's nearly like when I have been like warming up or even... I probably enjoy it even more driving to the course if we're staying away from the course. It's just like, I don't know, like you said, I guess it changes all the time. I don't like to keep it too too much the same uh, myself. It's like sometimes I'm listening to some like Luke Combs, like some deep, slow stuff yeah. or country stuff, but then I can I, I get pretty heavy into the into the rap and like that. Yeah. I, I, I love yeah. that stuff. So it's kind of like, I guess you pick your moments, but I'll listen to anything and everything i i will um it again again it just it's pretty much just depends on the mood and and all that but i one thing i actually thought of this morning um we were driving in town to have brekkie uh i was with bonnie and um i went through my playlist and at the top was land down under <laughs> is, it, is that what it's called yeah, I know that's oh, what down the under. Words are. Like, you want to sing? Yeah, it? down under. No, 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 not, not down at home, under. Men at work. Men at work, and and literally shout out. I remember I've been I've been smashing that just for when I'm doing some sort of cardio because it brings me back to this time when I was in. Uh, uh, I forget where it was down uh, southeast of London. It's maybe two hours out of London. And we were staying on the beach there playing uh, British Amateur. And I went for a run probably like four days before the tournament. And I thought I was the king, eh? Just running down there <laughs> uh, alongside the beach, shirt off. Just But I had that pumping in my head. And every time I do cardio now, it just... It was something about like the place I was in and just, um, I don't know, maybe just being an Aussie and, you know, representing your country out there. It kind of... It just, it's always fired me up, eh? Absolutely. That's a tune. That's what actually I was listening to at the, the ISA contest when we were in the green and gold. Like every morning I'd crank oh, that. So good. Had that. The, the drive was like nine minutes to the beach in the morning. I had that into TNT. Yeah. Oh, wow. And it was like the most, I think it must have been only like a seven or an eight minute drive. And those two songs got us from the house to the beach. 
and TNT were just end when we pulled in the car park. And I, and I had a couple of the boys in the car and everyone's going, oh, this is sick. <laughs> it's like <laughs> dark. It's going, yes. <laughs> but it was like, I found that was really cool for something like that. Like, well, Aussie related and yep. to get like, I was kind of in charge of an Aussie playlist for that trip. And it was just so fun going through the music and like finding the times for what's what's good and what's not. Plays but, a I mean, role. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it gets you, in the, gets you fired up. Like, yep. I mean... Some some comps and when it's individual on tour, I'll I'll listen to something slow if I'm cruising. Like, yeah. like I like this song, and, and then if I feel like I need a pump up, like so when I said I have a song for every contest, but yeah. if the waves get really big and scary, I just chuck something <laughs> hell on and I'm just like, ah, like you need I'd that. I'd be little... chucking the keys in ignition and driving the other way. Yeah, at, at Margie's it was like macking, and I need. That was my career was on the line that day. It was the cut, and it was like. It was 15, huge. it was so big, and oh I was just like, I better get your big boy panties yeah. on. Oh, yeah. I, I, I was shitting myself. <laughs> and I don't know what I listened, what I've been listening to earlier. I think in I think in Bells, I might have been listening to Jack Harlow, I think. Yes. Um, Gone. That's, Shout is that, out. That, that um, Margaret River comp, that was crazy, especially for me, because I was, there's a lot of surf that you're comfortable in. And I couldn't see it in you, obviously, because you don't get to see that. But I, I could sense that in a lot of people so, that day. Everyone so was nervous. like, it was, it was so huge. Like, I was 15's myself. generous. Yeah, I was shitting myself. I, I remember watching it with Dad, and I was like, holy shit. Yeah, especially when it's like, that contest, after that contest, you're either on tour or off tour. I was like, yeah. oh. Listen to Motley Crue, Kickstart My Heart. That's my one go-to. I haven't like, heard it. We'll have to play Yeah, I'll have to listen to that. It, That's it's a gun time. song. Yeah. It's not super, but it's just like, it just fired something. me out. Yeah. I was just like, oh, I did it in, I must have listened to the same song in Portugal, in Arasura when I got second. That was like the event that got me to qualify. I got big one down, I chucked that on and I was like, so then when I got to Marcus, I was like, it's like a good pump up song. I was like, oh, I yeah. got it. <laughs> it was like, it was kind of cool that I used it to contest in two like yeah. pretty important times. That was, it was pretty cool. It's crazy how that music can allow you to go into that whole new I was about to say that. Yeah. 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 How music could seriously there's some songs that could 100% make you cry yeah and some songs that get you so fired up that you feel like you can run through that door yeah and it will like you will take Play it the right out song. Yeah. I'm hung as and I'll run through the <laughs> door we don't need a song <laughs> <laughs> alright well I guess we can end on a question um, this is just are we the- ending already oh we're two and a half in no I'm joking <laughs> Wait, we could sit here and just yarn Mate, forever. If this wasn't like six o'clock at night, and if oh yeah, if I'm, do if full, I'm shipping in Domino's soon, just like I'm sure you might be, full full potty bender. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, two nights in a row. <laughs> I guess the question Blake and I have discussed. I think we're just going to bring in like a question at the end, and it's just going to be like a random question that we kind of end on, just because it's kind of left field, and it's always good to just have that and like make you think of something that we probably haven't yeah. at all this podcast. Yep. So, and it would be just to touch on that every podcast we're going to just yeah. try and finish with some sort of question it will probably be sometimes a little bit more of a deeper question yep. kind of thing definitely so this one is how who was your favorite school teacher and what is a life lesson that they talk you looking back on wow <laughs> school that's a throwback yeah you're I asking, didn't really know you're you asking there. a fella that never like, went to school yeah. like, what I, school did you actually go to i went to saint paul oh, so i'll give you my whole upbringing yes. i went bring him in Holy Family at Merriweather, the yeah. one right near the beaches there. Nah. Behind the beaches. Oh, yeah, gotcha. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. 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 There. Yeah, no, to king of that school, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah. Two two nine one King of Merida. Nah, do you ask? Uh, used to ride me scooter and I used to ride a scooter to school. I wasn't like colour. Just like a Green. razor one. I didn't have, I didn't get all the crazy handlebars and stuff. Mum and dad were like, Yeah, to. it was just like I was just a normal. Two razor. wheels and a bit of silver. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. fun though. Get got you to and from. Then I went St. Pius at Adamstown. That was a pretty good school. And then SFX. Yes. Gone. <laughs> That's when you really come in your own. Yeah. Cheeks. You had a bit about you. No there. cheeks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, you had no. a bit about you. You're all cool surfing. I'm just like from Blackie's, just like <laughs> knocking around with me big black bag. And I'm like, oh, that guy's pretty cool. Though. He must have grown up in here. I'm just knocking around with Bloody like big townie, the, eh? Yeah, townies. That's what you were as well. And yeah, I was just like, I used to get rinsed with that. Yeah. I was hanging out with like Bryce and a lot of the footy boys because that was just what my school, like where Pice were, where we came from. Pice were like the big dogs. And then, um, it was like Will Valander and all the surfy boys, Elliot Watson and that, were just like for the first couple of weeks of that school, just used to just give it to me. Mm. Oh, bloody surfer, I'll never come to school. And I was just like, these guys hate me. <laughs> I was like, these guys hate me. I'd like walk through the corridor and even like Darcy Lemmich or something, I'd just go, oh, you're an idiot. Yeah. I was like, he'll give I was it to like, you. I was like, I, I want to be friends with them, but I don't <laughs> think they want to be my friends. I was like, and then I don't know what clicked. I think I knew Justin McMahon through, I knew his older brother. And he's like, just come sit with us one day. And I just did. And then got on like a house on fire. And now we're best as mates. So it's kind of funny, but it was just so like, good. at the time. I don't know. I don't know what they were trying to do by bullying me. If they wanted me, like if that was thinking that was going to lure me into the yeah, group. Or, but, um, nearly didn't. No, nah, nearly didn't. And then it was just <laughs> the same thing. Like, and then we're mates. It's still the same thing. You're just writing each other off. But um, back to the teacher one. That's a, that's a tricky one, eh? Did you have a favourite um, subject? subject? Yeah. Leaving. When you were there? <laughs> yeah. In the two um, years you were there or whatever SF, it was. SFX, I really enjoyed um, <laughs> English studies. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, oh, a specialised subject. Yeah. It's I was a gun there. subject, eh? Like, I mean, there was a lot of us who were like, oh, I was never there, so I was doing it. A lot of the... Um, the boys that were there, they're only doing it because they were getting trades and that waiting for their apprenticeships and stuff. So just to buy time, it was like one assignment was book a trip, like book a fake trip. And I emailed her my next itinerary and got 100%. You didn't even have to put it all together. So and she goes, good. that was so good. I was like, yeah, because I'm leaving in three days. Yeah. <laughs> you can have that. But um, as, a, as a teacher, when we were, I don't know about the value part, but probably like when we are young, um, there's a fella, Mr. Friend. He was a teacher at Holy Family. I think I was, don't know what year. But he's actually, you know that um that travel guide show? You know the family? The Newcastle family that's on that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. He, Old fella. he was yeah, he was yeah. my teacher, the dark haired fella. Yeah. He right. he yeah, he that, so that's what I was like. It's pretty classic. That he's is a pretty cool. classic guy. And I went to the markets first time with him and I just for someone just to care that much, like I hadn't seen him in forever mm. like he might have seen me on the news known from that and who's so kind of the family and stuff he dead set like ran you know the undercover bit where all this shit stuff yeah. is inside like when you walk in i don't know there. how he saw me <laughs> i don't even know he was there and he came running over to me and am and he i introduced him to am and he was just so excited he's like man it's so good to see what you do i don't even think i qualified yet so so long ago so like, how's you how's your um how's your family blah 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 and i was like yeah they're good or oh, unfortunately mum passed away and he the poor buggers started bawling his eyes oh, most oh. most. he had no idea but just for someone just to care that much about like someone that he taught in like yeah. year two like and it wasn't like it was a bit surf related and he was just like i'm proud of where, where you what you've done where you've come from and stuff like that and then 
But yeah, just to show that much care for the whole family was like definitely to see someone that upset that my like my old girl's gone. Like mm. he, he, I must have had a really cool relationship when I was going through school. So, and he definitely helped. Like, I mean, those years, are, those well, good years, those young years. And I that, think so. all those people that you meet, especially the infectious ones. Like, I think everyone has a favorite school teacher coming up, and they actually do. They spend so much time with you. Like yeah, you don't there eight, a day. You're there for eight hours a day yeah. for years, and they're shaping yeah. you into becoming a person. So if you've yeah. got good teachers and good role models with good values, I absolutely think that they hold a pretty special place in your life, regardless of whether you talk to them, catch up with them. Like they hold a very key part in the person that you grow up to be in, in general. Nearly, uh, I, I thought about that too lately, and it's pretty much undervalued. Yeah, absolutely. When when yeah. you think about and they're you know, underpaid, important people. Yeah, underpaid. Yeah. Uh, and they have to about, deal with yeah, shit kids. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. important people uh, having an influence on. I know. I always think back to, well, think forward. To be honest, to when I have my uh, you know little fellas running around and um, what school to yeah. um, you know inst- instill values and help teach and nearly grow my kids mindset you know that's right in in some respects yeah because i think they have a they have a they have a role like a parent does absolutely without even without even really well i guess they do know it but i mean you as a kid you just think the teacher's against you yeah you gotta do this you gotta do that but that 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 part of schooling and friendship and teachers and that that's like the best part of your upbringing that's like isn't it like you said it, it shapes you into who you are today like that's so if you're with good teachers then yeah. you're going to have a great upbringing and, and you're probably going to mould into a great person. But if you, I don't know, nothing against a lot of public yeah. schools, but a lot of ones where teachers are just there to make ends meet and That's just right. click over, yeah. like you're not getting those values and the good things from your schooling. You're just going there and ticking the box and going home. Exactly. Um, Kai, for you, what, mm. who do you think is, uh, what teacher had an influence on you growing up? Mate, you definitely. Off the top of their head. Yeah, no, definitely Mr. Chaser, Mr. S. He was um Mr. S. Mr. We... S. Legend, mate. Like I definitely someone that I'd like to catch up and talk to again. He's um he's still he's still teaching down there, I think, and he does like I think a very important um age as well. It's like year forty, year five. So they're kind of growing up. Like they're not too young to not understand what's kind of going on, but like that's where you start to get like your values and like real friendships, I guess. Because I'm still friends with obviously a lot of people that I went to primary school with. Just naturally, Blackie's been smaller, yeah. but. He, like, we had a uh, team football team. Uh, sorry, a school football team. And we went on, like, we went to trips to state football. And I think that's where I found a lot of love for football through him because he was so passionate about everyone just, like, being in that team and being a part. Like, we painted the school room of our, like, classroom, like, green and white for the – he put a bull sign up. How he used to do like heaps of drawings and then like of football players and like we used to colour them in and then send them in and then he'd have one up on the wall that's like the number one and whatnot. But he taught us also like how to lose, which was important. Like yep. you're not in the team this week because you didn't bring your homework in for three weeks or something. And yeah. and you're learning those lessons very early. You're like, oh, wow. Like yeah, I didn't I think that's a big yeah. deal, but that has a ripple effect because even with sports now, it's like a, a lot of college things like overseas and whatnot like not the same thing but like you need to have a gpa that's yep. adequate for you to play like yeah. you, you need to have these all these types of things like in place so yeah no mr s is definitely he played a huge role in i guess learning like loving football um 
values, beliefs, and like morals, definitely. Yeah. And I think he shaped a lot of my early childhood development, I guess, when it comes to not more like education because I'm dumb as a doorknob most of the time, but I think it's more like how to deal with those, even like the things you go through in life at that age. Yeah. Like you've got a role model that's very open to how you're feeling at a young age. Like, so definitely Mr. S, he's super, super um, incredible person. Yeah. What about that, you, Blake? He's awesome. Shout no, out Mr. S. Yeah, shout yeah, out Mr. S. Shout definitely, out Mr. absolutely. Shout out if you're listening. And if you're, <laughs> he's a mad Paris supporter. So he would have had a heart attack watching him get smashed in the oh, grand final. No. Oh, but he's good. like diehard. Like there was power everywhere, like power balls, power everything. So, no, nah, definitely. He's a very important person. That is cool. Yeah, I uh, obviously playing uh, golf so much. I, I actually remember in school... Um, I think I got to year 10 and this shows how much I was at school. It's like I, I got called into the principal's office. Um, shout out Mr. Trahern. I play Trahern. play a bit of golf with him up Charlie nice. um, now. So it's kind of, I actually keep calling him, oh, hey, sir. He's like, you don't call me sir anymore. <laughs> but I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm going to keep calling you sir. Yeah. Um, it's not bad. <laughs> yes, exactly, yeah. In a good way, mate. In a good way. No, it's, um, yeah, he basically called me in and goes, mate, I know you love your golf and you're going good at it and stuff, but mate, your your uh, attendance is, is dropped below sixty percent. And um, I was like, really that bad? Like I didn't even think of it. I guess I was just kind of getting by and passing the time to. I never had any ambition to go to college or anything. Mm. Um, like a lot of the boys actually did end up going to college and and getting a full ride somewhere and getting an education, but. I was very much in English studies. Yeah. Uh, shout out. Um, yeah, English shout studies. Out studies. <laughs> very English underrated. Teachers. Yeah, little little yeah. subject there. And I tell you what, you cop it. Even when I told Bonnie that, she's like, "You didn't." When you're studying your your a legit language, you got to. There's a few. <laughs> there's a few alarm bells. Oh, you're studying you're English. Movies. That's so nice Literally of you. Yeah. I movies. think it's just like yeah. No, I just I, think it's the name for that's it. That's right. It is. Yeah, yeah definitely. But like, um, do it was, a movie it, review. Yeah, yeah, literally. That's what it was. That's literally what it was. But looking back, I would say probably my PE teacher, Mr. Welsh. Mm. And Welshy was like, uh, I don't know. He just, he made me realize, he was probably the first teacher that made me realize they're just normal human beings as well. I always looked at them like, you know, these high uh, figures that are, always angry at me for something because yeah. of my i'm always distracted or something pretty short attention span uh me but uh yeah well she kind of i don't know i just connected on a little bit of a deeper level and he'd always he'd always he'd probably take the piss out of me with golf sometimes but he's this giant giant fellow like bodybuilder guy teaches pe and i actually seen him the other day uh in the gym and i he come over to me and we were speaking and I haven't spoke to him in years, but just to see how he was going and he asked how I was going. And I said, mate, we spoke for like a good 15 minutes, but I said, mate, before you go, I do have to apologize, mate, in school, I was in your PE class, literally learning about, you know, whatever we we're learning about you know, uh, when we when we had to just pretty much write pages and pages. And I'm in there playing games on my phone going, man, like, there's no way, I, I can't even write fast enough to get, get this on the piece of paper. 
And I'm going, I don't understand why everyone else here is trying to get this information down. Like, what are they doing? We don't have to do it. And sometimes he would literally just be like, Blake, you're out. And I'm like, no, 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 no. no. I, wasn't, I wasn't, no, come on. He goes, no, you're not in trouble. Just get out of my class. I'm like, oh, come on, sir. No, no. I start getting like, no, we're, we're still good though. We're good. Like, we're good mates, but... And, and I actually look back, I go, mate, I'm sorry for that. It's funny. It's funny how it works because I felt like I was kind of, it was all back to front for me at school mm. because I, I said, to be honest, once I left school, maybe, um, I don't know, a year later, six months later after traveling and not studying and just practicing, I was like, since then, all I've wanted to do is literally just learn and and be curious about so many different topics. I'm like, I, I actually crave that now and I wish I could go back and probably just pay a little bit more attention um, because, yeah, like I said, all I want to do now is actually learn and try and build this knowledge up and, and become a better person. But in, in that time, I'm like this young I don't know. I, I was just winging it. I, I don't know. I, need, I don't need to know about the forearm muscle underneath the right bone there. That's not yeah, nothing to do. Yeah, yeah. And now it's like your most used muscle. And yeah. you're like, Why is this hurt? <laughs> it's like when you're in maths and they're teaching you about algebra. You don't oh, even yeah. use it. No. Nah, oh, it's like, man. and then they do like this tiny little thing about tax and you're like, probably should have taught me a little bit more about tax. <laughs> yeah. they, don't algebra. Teach you, they don't teach you life and lessons. Oh, Pythagoras theorem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Life lessons. Like yeah. <laughs> well, how to manage money. <laughs> Not spend it. There, Not there spend should it. be so many more. I don't know what they teach in school nowadays. Mm. So can't I, see it changing too much. Yeah, exactly. I I wish there was. If there's anyone listening uh, that does work in a in a high school or a, um no probably just a high school, it's um my feedback would just be to probably pay a little bit more attention to the life the life stuff you know definitely and paying taxes and you know all the accountant stuff and um, just being able to. Yeah, build relationships and stuff and talk to people and open up about things and certain things that are hard to, you know, um, I always go back to the guy I work with, you know, um, in sport, like a Nelly life coach. Um, I'm like, man, I should have been learning this stuff in school. This yeah. is this applies to every single person at school it, and especially the kids that didn't have the upbringing I had, you know. So it's kind of like, I feel like there's a lot to probably move forward with. But I guess it's easy for me to say, sitting on the potty, you know, going to practice every day, then flying over to uh, Europe to compete. It's it's probably a little bit different. So, mm. For sure. All right. Thank hey, you very much for coming on. We appreciate your time, Jacko. Yeah, I'll be Always back. A yeah, you'll be back. <laughs> I'll be back if I'm invited. Whether it's yeah, uh, it, it, there'll be a few more podcasts if you want it. Whether you're um, hopefully not bringing KFC chips and a Powerade next time. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, no well, thank you very much for listening as well, everyone. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, good. Appreciate you, boys. Absolutely appreciate it. See you guys. Love it. <laughs>